I'm Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, and I want to talk about a poll that we did up on social media. We asked the question, is the digital divide real? In other words, do minority groups have less access or exposure to STEM compared to others? And what's causing the digital divide? And that was really the, the crux of the question is that if there is a digital divide, what's causing it? Is it lack of computers? That was the first choice or option for people to respond to. The second option was, are there no STEM role models? The third choice was, are there no STEM education in the school? Or number four, is there just lack of interest? And bear in mind, we, this is a Twitter poll, so if you know anything about Twitter, you're limited on the number of characters. So yes, we could have been more elaborate um, on the different options and, and broken those down and maybe even had you know more than four. But Twitter limits you to four, but that's okay. Using critical thinking, you just have to prioritize and put the ones that you think really stand out. So it took us a minute to really kind of narrow down how we wanted to word it, but we felt good about our choices. And to be honest, based on the responses, which that's one thing about polls, you don't necessarily, you can't predict what people are going to say. Um, so I didn't know which one they were going to choose. I just wanted to give them a range of options. And I'm quite surprised. So I'm going to read off to you what the responses are. Now, we're only into um, day two of a two-day poll. And that's the other thing about Twitter. People jump in and on and off at different times of day. So catching people so that they see the, the, the tweet and can respond to it, it takes uh, a few days. But I'm happy that, especially with all the other topics that they, they could be focused on, that some people have stopped by and taken the time to, to vote. So with 33 votes, we have 12% voted for the first choice, that there's still people who don't have computers in their homes. And I'm going to elaborate on that because some of you, you might be holding your head because, first of all, the people who are answering my poll are on Twitter. But um, let me break that down for, for you in just a minute. The highest votes went to, which, which was 52%, went to no STEM role models. And this is right on the heels of Hidden Figures, the movie, and uh, one of the hashtags we've been using, hashtag Hidden No More. So I, I run into so many people that Hidden Figures and movies just really opened their eyes to what our role was. So many of them, of them had said that They've gone and seen movies, Apollo, um, and the other movies that had to do with NASA. And never was it mentioned that there were any type of minorities at the center of some of the, especially engineering and mathematical solutions that made it possible and successful. So 52% said no STEM role models. So there clearly has been a need and movies like Hidden Figures is beginning to fill that void. But sometimes people didn't even know what they didn't know. 
until a movie like that comes out. So I can't, uh, you know, kudos once again to Pharrell Williams who produced it. I know we see the stars on the front end, but you have to have people who back and produce it and believe in it and fight for it. Um, so kudos to um, the singer, songwriter, and producer Pharrell Williams who stepped out on this on this movie. Now, that takes me to the third option and the third highest vote, which went 30% to no STEM education. So actually that 30% fall right behind the no STEM role models. And again, that concerns me and surprises me. But let's talk about, again, there's a lot behind that. Because you'll say to yourself, yes, we still teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, and we might give students computers and tablets to work on. But are they really being challenged, and are they taught in a way that's encouraging critical thinking, um, problem-solving, and that's what's key to the learning that takes place when it comes to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, there is a big void because education is still being approached from kind of a memorized and test-taking perspective. That's all fine and good when you're constantly trying to measure and, and compare and see where students fall and if they're up to standards. But does it really teach them to, to think and to break problems apart and to discern um, all of those things that go into knowledge workers um, and is required as a knowledge worker in the uh, whole STEM arena? And then the, the third option, I'm sorry, the fourth option that I put out there, which was lack of interest, got a vote of 6%. And I'm kind of excited in some ways to see that, that it's not just being blamed on just lack of interest. In many cases, the young people, there's a lack of interest because they don't know what their options are. So it circles all the way back to one, two, and three. You've got to have access in, in the form of that home computer. You've got to have role models so that you can see and relate. And then you have to have availability in the education system to take the classes. So let me repeat, the number one at 52% was no STEM role models. Number two at 30% was no STEM education in school. At 12% of the vote, no home computers. And then last, 6% was lack of interest. Now, that said, this just opens the door for a bigger conversation. Let's first break down for those of you, especially just tuning in. What is this digital divide? And a lot of people like anything else. They, they use this in different ways, but I went to Wikipedia and Wikipedia really, I, I liked their definition, which is it's an economic and social inequality with regards to access to use of or impact of Information and Communication Technology, what's known as ICT. The divide within countries, such as the digital divide in the United States, which bear in mind may be different from the digital divide in other countries, but here in the United States, refers to inequality between individuals, households, business, demographics, communities, and geographic areas. Usually a difference is social economic levels, 
or other demographic categories. So it's back to those who are financially not able to get it on their own and maybe need public resources, uh, whether it's the public schools, the public libraries, um, to help them get access and exposure, that's when you have a digital divide. So it's basically, it comes down to, again, to the haves and have-nots. And in an information economy, which is what the world is becoming, it's all about information. If you don't have access to the information, then you can't make good choices. Um, you can't get ahead of the game. You're always behind. Uh, and in, in a world where the rules are constantly changing, and I'm not just saying that metaphorically, the bottom line is IT and technology is really speeding up the world. And so the world changes every day. And I often use the example, just think about cell phones. I often feel like I can walk in the store and buy a cell phone. And by the time I'm walking out the front door, they're bringing in a shipment of a new version of the phone that has more bells and whistles. We see it not just with our cell phones and tablets and technology. Remember and think about the concept of the Internet of Everything. So everything we see and use now has computers embedded in it. From your refrigerators to, of course, your cars, washing machines, they're all talking to each other. Houses, they're smart houses now. So imagine if you can't keep up with the latest and greatest. Other people have the advantage because they have computers and systems that they are programming to do work for them while they sleep. So anyone else without that type of access and information and computing powder power finds themselves every morning when they wake up just a few more steps behind what's going on. So the divide between not only different communities, um, even countries and regions of the world, that's referred to as the global digital divide. And, and that's also huge in and of itself. But there's a lot of third world countries that are catching up with us because we laid down our infrastructure for technology maybe 30, 20, 30 years ago. We now have to replace that and upgrade it where some of the third world countries that are just now laying infrastructure, they're starting with the latest and greatest. So that in and of itself is something to be aware of. Now, just quickly, because again, sometimes it's hard for me to keep it, these into 10 minute segments, but we have so many important things to think about. When we talk about access, access to computers, there are people, and the, even though this poll went out to people who are using Twitter, using social media, so you have some type of connection, but the reality is, is think about family members, even cousins, those in your own age group. Think about aunts, uncles, those who are other family members that may be in a different status 
that don't have access, and for them, even computers are not a priority. And as a result, even sometimes education isn't a priority. They are focused on just what some people just might consider just surviving, just making rent, getting food on the table. So with that said, they're not even in this conversation. They don't know what they don't know. Other concerns, too, are the communities in which they live in. So schools not being up to speed, which means the teachers aren't up to speed and exposed to the latest and greatest because they're not required to teach it. Their hospitals, all of these things, this then impacts the health of the community. The other characteristics that can attribute to the digital divide is income, education, even age groups. And then the other piece is, again, the access. Do they have access via, you know, the telephone? Do they have broadband? Do they have digital television? And then let's also talk about how the technology is being used. You may have communities that are using it for entertainment, for socializing, gaming as we know it for the kids, but aren't yet seeing the value and the purpose of technology and information as it relates to setting up the current generation for the careers of the future. Again, sometimes it's just within the community being a little bit of short-sighted in or just not understanding their place, their role, or even if they have access, questioning if they have access. This takes me to the numbers that say that not having role models is part of the problem. And that's, and when we talk about minorities, we're talking about all women, we're talking about racial, ethnic, um, and we're also talking about the LGBT community, we're talking about the handicapped community, that's all bundled up in minorities when we talk about this. Now, the one thing that has concerned me has been part of our mission as part of Technology Expresso has been around what hidden figures highlighted. When people say there aren't enough role models, I have to beg to differ on one account. They're there. They may be hidden, but they are there. There have been people in the IT and the engineering and the math and the science field, minorities, since, first of all, the beginning of time. And we've been part of those who even helped create mathematics. If you really go back into history, and then secondly, when we talk about modern days, in the last 30 years, as technology and STEM has exploded, we've been there. So I took it upon myself to make sure during Black History Month, we focused here at Technology Expresso on STEM Black History. And you'll see the pictures of all of the scientists and the technologists that were and engineers and even mathematicians 
that were thought leaders. They invented stuff. They're documented. They have patents. So it's so important for those to get out. And we talk about hidden figures, but at the same time, you've got to look for it. So hidden figures shouldn't just be a one-time movie. We, and it's so important, and, and I'm so happy to see how the community, and I mean the community at large, it just wasn't minorities, but everyone went out and supported this movie because it sends a message to Hollywood. We want it. We support it. We'll pay for it. Give us more. So we have to continue to do that. Parents, even teachers, we need a whole bookshelf dedicated to hidden figures. The books are out there. The articles are out there. Again, with as much information we have out there on the Internet, you can find these figures. I have found hundreds, and I'm not exaggerating, hundreds. And I'm going to do everything we can to push it out on social media where these resources are. I just tweeted out today a book, and I'll include that link within the podcast. If you go to technologyexpresso.net, look for today's uh, podcast. If you happen to be listening to this on your phone, you can go to the, the website, and I'll have the URL. There is something called a heritage box, where every month you could get a box delivered that has different books, tapes, articles, and you would get a new one every month. So there is no reason why you can't feed your family and feed our students and our young people information and expose them. And as family members, what we also have to think about, again, those who are listening and following the podcast, you might be on what we might say the right side of the digital divide, but there may be other family members. So something like the Heritage Box would be a great gift to a family member. So keep that in mind. And I'll have to pause here. You know this is a passion of ours, and we're going to be here, and whatever we can do to get the information exposure out. Because I'm excited about this survey because it at least highlights the problem, now we can start working on the solution. As we continue down our list of everyday teachable moments, our next one is planning an outing. Again, we have very busy lives, so whether it's taking the kids to a play date, to a birthday party, to a sporting event, maybe it's just quality family time, we stay on the go. And all of that takes planning. And planning takes math. Whether it's how long something is going to take, how long it's going to take to get there, do we have enough gas in the car, how much money is it going to take. Once you get there, it's a matter of how many people are involved. And then Clearly, there's teachable moments and just observing and participating in an event. I just recently posted 
a similar episode on five teachable moments just watching a football game. Whenever you hear the commentators speaking, they're talking about stats and percentages. They're looking at the numbers from past plays, trying to predict the next play. All of those involve numbers. Any kid that loves sports, there's every single play, there's an opportunity to show how numbers are involved. And then if they play sports, afterwards, taking the information from the game and dissecting who scored, who scored the most, what percentage did someone score, what percentage of efforts resulted in a score. All of those things are awesome ways to engage their interest and so that they actively see math in every day. Let's talk about the next item, banking. So when parents stop at that handy dandy ATM and withdraw money or every time you're swiping at the checkout, it's an excellent teachable moment. Even handing them your receipt afterwards and having them dissect and evaluate what was spent, what was saved, what percentage of taxes, all of that is conversations that can be had. And it doesn't hurt to have them sit down and create their own budgets. If they get $10 in allowance, have them budget and keep track week after week of how they spend their money and then evaluate what percentage of it goes to candy, what percent of it goes to games, what percentage goes to entertainment. Great conversations and teachable moments. Now, as our list is winding down, the next one is when it comes to decorating the house. Now here, as parents, we know we get into square footage, we get into angles, which lends itself to things like geometry and other equations, giving, even letting them use paces to show how far apart the furniture is, how many paces it takes to get from one room to the next, showing them what is the percentage of steps between rooms. These are fun games and brain teasers that you can use to challenge them every day, keep them busy, and having them understand numbers. Pull out a tape measure. Have them measure things. Height, width, depth. Again, teachable moments. So, put these all together. And as I said, every day, in every way, you can see and find math and help challenge and engage and help them apply, make it relevant. So I hope these tips have been helpful and look forward to hearing from our audience. If you have some ways you make math relevant 
every day. Thanks again. This is Technology Expresso with another 10-minute sip. Bye for now. Support for this podcast comes from Link AKC. Link AKC is securing and strengthening the bond between dogs and owners across America. The Link AKC Smart Collar provides peace of mind and makes dog ownership easier by putting your dog's location, as well as her wellness, safety, and training needs, right at your fingertips whenever you need it. Learn more at linkakc.com, promo code PODCAST. Support for this podcast comes from Link AKC. The Link AKC Smart Collar provides peace of mind and makes dog ownership easier by putting your dog's needs and location right at your fingertips. Learn more at linkakc.com, promo code PODCAST. Support for this podcast comes from Link AKC. Link AKC is securing and strengthening the bond between dogs and owners across America. The Link AKC Smart Collar provides peace of mind and makes dog ownership easier by putting your dog's location, as well as her wellness, safety, and training needs, right at your fingertips whenever you need it. Learn more at linkakc.com, promo code PODCAST.